Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, I have uh, an interesting guest, somebody I think has been a guest before, Bill Lemie, who is the president of PX5 Artas. Is that the official name, Bill? Yes, yeah, it's a little bit nuanced. We're kind of, the company name is PX5 and the product name is PX5 Artas, but we're going to blend that all together all over the place. There you go. So if you've been around this space for any time, you know that Bill um, has been in our space for a long time with Express Logic. Um, I think he wrote the Ex Express Logic Artas. Is that right? Are you the author of that? Yeah, the author of that one. And then prior to Express Logic, uh, that was ThreadX, by the way. Prior to Express right. Logic um, was uh, Mentor Graphics, now Siemens uh, Nucleus. Uh, and then I dabbled in some other uh, military operating systems um, in my early, early days. There you go. And most recently, uh, his company was acquired by Microsoft. And now he is out on his own again with a new company, with a new operating system. That's pretty exciting, Bill. Oh, thanks, Rich. Yep. Yeah. Glad to be back uh, in the space again. Uh, I certainly missed it. Uh, you know, being with Microsoft was great, but uh, there's nothing better than being you know, right on the front lines in the embedded space direct to the customer. Uh, I was just going to say that as much as anybody I know, you have embedded in your blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I am, after all, kind of like a one trick pony. You know, this is uh, our toss is it. <laughs> well, I guess if you do something really well, you only need one trick, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't dare change because I don't know if I'm good at anything else. There you go. So tell me a little about the new company and the new operating system. Yeah. So after I left Microsoft, which is last July, I started looking around for things to do because I wasn't really ready to retire yet. And uh, you know, looking at the uh, embedded landscape, you know, where can I find, you know, value in it? Um, and just poking around, you know, I was going from survey to survey, you know, jotting down notes here and there and one of the things that struck me was just how uh, popular embedded Linux was in the embedded space. Um, when I was uh, in my research, it seemed like roughly 70% of embedded was embedded Linux, which made me think about what the development experience was there in terms of multitasking. And that led me to, you know, kind of like the realization that pthreads was everywhere. Okay. Can I interrupt you for one sec? Sure. Sure. Um, what is your definition of embedded? Well, <laughs> that's always a trick, right? Um, uh, embedded to me is, uh, is devices, um, you know, standalone devices. Now, you know, what I'm used to in embedded are the smaller ones, you know, not typically the larger ones. Um, so, you know, I, I've always been more on the MCU side of things, MPUs for, you know, high performance determinism, but, but mostly in MCU. So my, you know, you know, my definition is anything from a Fitbit to, uh, to Mars Orbiter uh, in terms of embedded, a standalone computing device that has a dedicated purpose. Okay, for what it's worth, we have the same same definition. Now your challenge is to go back and remember what the question was that I asked a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, what the heck am I doing? I think is the question. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, so as I was as I was looking around, I realized that that uh, embedded Linux was really popular, and then. Um, you know, from a developer perspective, in terms of multitasking, which is really what I do, and RTOS is 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 basically you know multitasking at at the smallest level. Um, I realized that the uh, that the 
programming paradigm for most developers, maybe 70%, is POSIX pthreads. Um, and that made me think of the work that I had done before, uh, which was all proprietary APIs. Uh, you know, I, I certainly love the Nucleus API, love the ThreadX API, but uh, those are proprietary. So customers have to, or developers have to go in there and learn those. Um, and then if they ever needed to move their code from an RTOS to embedded Linux, they'd have to change that or write some type of adaptation layer or going the other way. If they had embedded Linux code and they wanted to go down to the RTOS, they'd have to, you know, write to, uh, you know, either change it or write an adaptation layer to, to get it to run. So that kind of got me down this path of, wouldn't it be cool if you could marry the best RTOS technology with an API that's an industry standard like POSIX pthreads. And so that's kind of how PX5 RTOS was born. Why hasn't somebody thought of this before? Uh, I guess we have this, this idea in the embedded space of like on the, on the RTOS side of things, we tend to be pretty narrowly focused or siloed into the smaller MCU arena. Um, and that makes us think, well, embedded Linux is this big thing that's, you know, for these big processors and it's not important to us. Uh, and I think that's a mistake, you know, looking back at it. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, more holistic approach of, you know, looking at embedded Linux along with the RTOS in more of a spectrum of use case is, is a better way to look at it. Uh, and with that, the POSIX pthreads API is a, is a perfect way to kind of unify that. Mm -hmm. I assume you're not marrying this to any particular processor architecture. No, it's pretty generic. Uh, out of the gate will be, you know, the, the usual favorites, the ARM Cortex-M, you know, A, R, you know, those, uh, you know, those processors, but we'll expand to RISC-V and others as time goes. Uh, a lot of that gets driven by, you know, customer demand too. So, you know, I probably don't even know what we're going to do yet until the customers start, uh, uh, you know, pinging on us. Okay. I'm always obligated to ask the question about security. Have you thought about that one? Yeah, that's that's actually something you know that's a uh, um, you know front of mind more so now than ever before. Um, when we were acquired, when Express Logic was acquired by Microsoft, uh, you know they are, are certainly intense about security in everything they do, and and the RTOS was no exception. So, so given that, you know, I, I always think about security now as as the you know not maybe as a primary thing, but it's right up there in the in the top three or four things that I'm considering in terms of a, a new product development. Um, with, with the PX5 RTOS, um, you know, an RTOS just by itself is just doing the multi-threading. Um, you know, your, your problem domain or your attack surface is more on the memory corruption side of things. So what we did with uh, PX5 is we said, well, how can we better uh, detect uh, or prevent, but mostly detect uh, memory corruption and one of the things that we came up with was this thing called pointer data verification. And we'll have that in all of our literature. And this is an idea where for certain pieces of information, we can compute uh, verification code. You can kind of think of it as a small hash. Uh, and with this, we can verify the information again when it's used. So we create that at, you know, when it's set up and then we use it to verify it before it's used. So for instance, all function pointers, return addresses on the stack, um, global data, uh, you know, objects, uh, internal objects like thread control blocks, queue control blocks, and the uh, the linked lists that are underneath all of the memory management. 
all of those things we can go through uh, this verification cycle. Um, and in that way, we can detect uh, corruption before, you know, earlier than it would be mm -hmm. detected otherwise. Uh, and with PX5, we have central error handling. So when that when that happens, that automatically goes to a central error handler that the user can define to do whatever they want to do. Um, at any rate, though, that's a that's a new feature that we that we have, and and uh, you know I, we think that that's going to be really helpful uh, to uh, embedded developers, both on the safety side of it because the accidental memory corruption there on the safety side, but uh, you know even on the security side where it's intentional memory corruption, trying to do remote execution and other bad things like that. Very, very interesting. So where are you in, in your timeline? Timeline, uh, in terms of like when things go live, is that is that what you're yes, thinking, Rich? Yes, that's what I'm yeah. asking. When can I get yeah. my hands on this OS? Uh, January 25th is uh, uh, is what we're, uh, our, our hard launch date. We're, uh, we're releasing little bits of information each day on LinkedIn uh, and also on Twitter. Uh, but January 25th is when we go live. The website will be fully operational and will be open for business. And will it, it all be available on that date or, it, or are there pieces that are still coming? Uh, there's pieces that are still coming. The RTOS itself will be available on that date. I mean, the RTOS will evolve over time too, but uh, the core uh, you know, PX5 RTOS system will be available on the 25th. Uh, later this spring, we'll have a TCP IP stack um, and associated connectivity for cloud. Uh, and then later in the year, we'll probably have a file system uh, as well. But uh, on the 25th, we'll have the RTOS plus integrations with other uh, partners and open source for connectivity, file system, and so on. That is very exciting. And I know you well enough to know not to bet against you. Congratulations, Bill. Oh, thanks, Rich. Yeah, it's fun to be back, and it's great talking with you again. Thank you. That was Bill Lemay. He is now the president of PX5. And I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.